0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 80th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro. Hi, guys. And Sabrina. Hi. We're all together. Yay. Yay.
1: Yeah, it's been a it's while.
0: It's our E3 post-show, <laughs> kind of, even though we already did one. With well, we're doing it's another the official one. the Kingdom Hearts version. Yeah. Yes. It's special. We're doing another one just because... So last... so. On Tuesday, we released a special joint Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union episode. We wanted to do that just because there was so much Final Fantasy news also that came out of E3, but we didn't really talk too much about our E3 experience. So this particular episode is not going to be as news-focused as our joint episode, so if you guys want to hear more about the news, definitely go check out the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union E3 Special, you can find that at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or on iTunes, Uh, just search for Kingdom Hearts, Uh, so you can listen to that if you want to get more of the skinny on the news, Uh, we'll be talking about some news today, but mostly we're going to be talking about our special E3 experience, we actually did quite a lot of insane things, so that's what this episode's about. Uh, So, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and is presented by the Gaming Union Network, and we run on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes Store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, YouTube.com, slash KHUnionVids, and...
1: And Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at Ultimania.
0: Alrighty, so we have a, well, we tentatively have a three segment show. Uh, first, we have our news segment where we're just going to catch up on some stuff that broke throughout the week since our uh, E3 special. Uh, second, we're going to have some E3 discussion. Well, uh, uh, Churo and I and Sabby. Um, We'll be asking us questions, but we're going to be talking about our experience at E3 because both Chiro and I went to E3, and we did a lot of crazy things, so we'll be talking about that there. And if we have enough time towards the end, we'll do a question. If not, uh, I'm actually sort of thinking that maybe next episode, we're going to be doing uh, maybe a full-on just nothing but questions from you guys episode just because, uh, honestly, there's a lot in our uh, email that you guys have been sending us and they're really awesome and I want to give them more attention but if we have some time we'll do one today so in the way of announcements just as a reminder you guys can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKH union and uh, as I sort of alluded to before be a part of the show send us your questions to khuquestions@gmail.com. at gmail.com again we might have one on this episode but if we don't have time for it uh, we'll save it for next episode along with bunch of uh other questions uh that you guys have presented to us i've been reading through some of them and they're all really awesome and i want to give them the attention that they deserve so uh first
1: segment news it's about time more like, Yay, news. More like more like uh, recap
0: more flood like news. pick up slash recap news yeah, yeah there's <laughs> there's a lot of i'm stuff. just picking up some highlights because basically uh tetsuya nomura san he's been uh doing a lot of interviews uh with a lot of different magazines and uh, so, yeah, we'll just uh, highlight some of the uh, more important bits and bobs from various sources. So first bit of news, apart from Olympus Coliseum, nearly all the worlds that will be featured in Kingdom Hearts 3 are new. As in, never been featured in Kingdom Hearts before. It's about time. That's actually really yeah. exciting. It's also really surprising because I can't, f- I mean, other than maybe Kingdom Hearts 3D... Like, there hasn't been, like, a Kingdom Hearts that is just, like, completely, mostly new worlds. Like, this is pretty unheard of. So, that's very exciting to hear. I'm thinking that maybe that sort of hints to the kind of worlds we'll be seeing. And I'm sort of thinking that, you know, we've played through pretty much all the classic films and the films of the 90s and there's this giant gap of films that have come out since kingdom hearts has been a thing you know namely cg films and we just got one confirmed namely tangled and disney's been releasing a lot of good ones since so maybe we'll be getting more cg films not only that um it was revealed
1: that mm-hmm. no more staff gets like to watch the films ahead of release so they can yeah, decide was, on what they can that. use for it.
0: So yeah, and let's see what what films are they working on right now. They've got
2: they just released uh, Inside is, Out last week. Got, is,
0: yeah, so Inside Out was Pixar. Uh, Pixar also has the Good Dinosaur coming. They also have Finding uh, from Dory. from Disney Animation Studio. Well, yeah, those are those are the Pixar yeah, ones. Pixar. Uh, but from Disney Animation Studios, they have uh, Zootopia coming, which is some sort of I uh, I don't know zoo city thing. I think there's another one called Moana. Which is like uh, a Disney Princess story, and uh, those are the only ones I know for sure. But then, of course, obviously, we have ones that have already released, like Frozen, Big Hero Six, Wreck It Ralph. Those are all Wreck It Ralph would be films. really cool. Yeah, and then of course, there is a lot of you know, since you were mentioning Pixar films, there is a lot of Pixar films we haven't seen, mm-hmm. like Toy Story, Hint Hint, Cough Cough. You know, the first feature-length CG animated film, you know, the one that you could, like, you could make it look as good as the film now because video game graphics are just that good now. Just
1: saying. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, cool. <laughs> you know, you got to have faith in the
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And let me just point out that he says, apart from Olympus Coliseum, he says, nearly... All the worlds are new. He didn't say Olympus Coliseum was the only old world returning. So there could be some others. Uh, There are some people pointing out that if you look at the summons as specifically attraction flow, we've uh, we've got Pegasus, which comes from Olympus Coliseum. We've got the teacups, which could be Alice in Wonderland. And we have a nondescript pirate ship, which could be Neverland. Captain Hook, or it could be Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm personally holding out faith for Neverland. Specifically, if you remember in Kingdom Hearts One, that really cute scene where Sora was talking to Peter Pan and was like, "Oh man, I wonder if Kyrie would believe me about the pirates and flying and everything." And Peter Pan was like, "Oh, you should bring her here, and then you can show her how to fly and stuff." Hope, that, that's I seriously they, uh, since uh, I was twelve. I hope they bring since in since like I was a, twelve.
1: I hope they bring in the, the uh, what's it called that. You know how in Days, how Roxas' trip was all over, you know, the entire islands and stuff. And the the ship too. Hopefully they'll expand it out like that. yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, that would be so awesome. So I'm secretly holding out hope for Neverland, if only for that one little scene about potentially Sora showing Kairi how to fly and how cute that would be. (laughs) So so that pretty much covers Worlds. Uh, The next bit of news, which is not too surprising, but I think it... I guess for people not too close to game development, they're maybe a little bit shocked that we don't know more about this. But the release date for Kingdom Hearts three has been set internally, and they won't tell us what it is.
1: Well, I mean, of course, I mean, it makes sense to me. The release date, like you, I think you, I think you're the one that said this, but it's more like a goal for them to try exactly. to make up. It's not like. I mean, anything can be subject to change as well, so it's not and that's like
0: specifically why they're not saying what yeah. what it is. Nice. It's as of this point, they have an idea for exactly when they want to target to release the game, and which makes complete sense. Obviously, with a company that has so many big games in development, you need to have like a really good idea of when you're releasing it. But when it comes to the reality of game development you know stuff happens yeah plus so i've, seen, happen, uh, but yeah. Exactly. But plus, I've seen
1: that uh, a lot of people mistook that information as they're going to reveal it at the kingdom march fan event in november no. and <laughs> reality nomar just said more information will be available which yeah, yeah, could yeah. include a release date which does not mean it's a release date it should be revealed
2: exactly.
1: mm-hmm. and um brandon i was going to get your op- your um opinion on it but like no, uh, I read one of the interviews with Nomura, but Nomura couldn't give a, a definite percentage of how well the game's completed. Based on what you've read and what you've seen, I want to yeah. hear from you. What is What do you think the percentage
0: is? So I want to qualify this just because... So the whole idea of uh, sort of ranking a, a game's development cycle in a percentage, that's honestly more of a, a Japanese thing, but I, I think it is... I mean, obviously... It, You know, at some point it will be 100% complete. But from what I'm hearing from Nomura, from what he's describing, he's saying that for the most part the foundation of the game is pretty much set. Um, And just to give you guys an idea of how games tend to be developed, uh, so there's a lot of technology that goes on underneath, which is what Nomura describes as the foundation. So this would be things like the battle system, the graphics system... Uh, and, you know, animation system, all the physics, and how the particles work, and all those things that basically all worlds, all levels will be using. From what it sounds like, the basis for making Kingdom Hearts 3 is complete, and what, we'll, what they're going to be doing going forward is actually making the content. So, in game development, we have two different uh, stages of development, or two really distinct stages of de- development. There's what's known as being feature complete, and then there's what's known as being content complete. Features are what I was talking about before. You know, the battle system, the being able to do cutscenes, being able to have physics, particles, that sort of thing. And content complete is... When you take the features that you created for the game and you actually make stuff out of it, you make the worlds, you make all the cutscenes, you make all the encounters, you write all the music, you put in all the animations. Content complete is a very big chunk just because it take. that's the part that takes the longest uh, apart from uh, debugging. So if I had to say, I would put it at like maybe 40 40% whereas the remaining 60% is getting it content complete. And we don't know how far along they are in creating content because animating all that stuff. I mean, if you look at Kingdom Hearts 2, there was like eight hours of animation, eight hours of animated cutscenes. That takes a long, long time. At least
1: um, they have Disney Animation Studios helping them. Yeah, yeah.
0: So there's going to be a lot of help coming from various places. I know they're outsourcing to various companies um, to actually help with Uh, 3D modeling and I'm assuming also animation so uh, I think at this point they're moving from the feature work so I think they're almost feature complete and they're going to be moving into actually generating content so actually going in taking all the stuff that they created all the tools that they made and actually making the game and it seems like Tangled is the world that's furthest along so I would put it at like 40% but again when it comes to percentages, percentages are in game development. They don't really mean that much. It's more yeah, you know, how much of the game is made.
1: Yeah, it could be anything, but at least because um, I find it weird how Nomar didn't want to paint a picture percentage wise. I think that he just didn't want to get everybody's hopes up by putting a percentage. Because exactly. like, exactly. how many times have we heard uh, Tabata put percentages with fifteen and like almost exactly. When when he puts per- a percentage one month and then months later, the percentage hasn't really gone up.
0: Exactly, and it's it's that whole thing where where I was talking about where feature completeness versus content completeness. Being content complete, making all that content does take a long time. That's why, for example, with Tabata and Final Fantasy fifteen, why it seemed like at some point, oh man, suddenly it's almost halfway done, and then you know several months later, oh, it's only like. Five percent more ahead. Uh, it's because certain parts of game development take longer to do than other parts, so that's why percentage is. It's not the best way to rank how far along a project is. It's it's better to talk about like uh, what what has been done, and I, I don't I don't think they're really at liberty to say specifically what is done because that's you know that's too much internal information. Yeah. To, to go into it. That makes sense, but. But yeah, speaking towards uh, development pro- progress, uh, Namora actually went on to say that development is moving along well, and Nomura is actually currently working on the ending and planning the ending, and also planning content for the secret movie.
2: <laughs> Another what? deep dive for you. That's what it is. Yay! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so this is a quote directly from Nemora, uh about this. He says, "I'm worrying about. I'm worrying over how to bring Kingdom Hearts three to a close." I've already decided on my plans for the directions of the characters fans care about. I don't want to make something too short that only settles the main dispute. So, it's pretty interesting. So, again, from a planning perspective, it seems like, you know, kingdom hearts is set in stone. Well, apart from the ending. He says he's working on that right now. But for the most part, Kingdom Hearts 3 is fully planned out. It's And right now they're just, okay, we've got the plan. Now let's just make it. Let's make all the stuff and plug it into the game. So I, I don't know. I don't know when. I don't know how. But I think something's starting right now. was a Little Mermaid reference. That's good.
2: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but, yeah. But, no,
2: like because he he's still deciding on an ending in in like in video game like storytelling wise wouldn't you want to have like a full complete story then start working like with um making like the models or animation that type of stuff and put it all together so does that mean it's kind of like yeah it's a little like to me it sounds a little bit weird because like you haven't worked out the ending which means either They went through a lot of different ideas and just couldn't stick to one, or just doesn't feel right. I don't, I don't quite understand. I think,
0: yeah. So, I think this might be a symptom of maybe Japanese game development, especially Japanese story writing. Um, uh, Like, if you look at popular uh, stories that are that come out of Japan, that are in a similar genre, especially like anime and manga. Uh, You know, for example, like Naruto. Uh, I, I can promise you a hundred percent. Masashi Kishimoto, when he first started writing Naruto, he didn't know how it would end. You know, to some degree, in in Japan, you sort of it's more customary to start the story and sort of think it up as you go. And but at certain points, you know, you take a break and you sort of you know plan out a bunch of stuff. But it's more guidelines than anything. I think what Nomura, I, I'm pretty sure Nomura has has had an idea for how kingdom hearts three was supposed to end from the very beginning. But now that he's actually getting to write the specific, okay, let's write the actual script. What are people going to say? What are people going to do? What's the actual, what are the camera angles? What are, what's the player going to be doing throughout this when he's getting to the actual, now that he's getting to the actual particulars of everything, um, things are going to be subject to change and adjust Uh, so I would assume that he had an idea for how it was going to end before, but the actual, okay, now let's write the scenes and the actual specific lines and all that. I think now that he's getting to that, um, that's, that's more what he's thinking about is how do I specifically accomplish the, you know, two or three sentence plan that I wrote, you know, five years ago, you know, that's, that's what I take from this. I don't think he's just completely... Uh, writing off the top of his head because I d I don't think that would work. It's it's
2: more or less like an idea and trying to figure out how to execute it properly, right? Exactly.
0: Because okay. I I think we can all agree that um when it came to Kingdom Hearts three D, it was pretty clear that he had some big plans for Kingdom Hearts three. And I think you it was pretty clear at that point in you know, the interviews that he was giving uh when Kingdom Hearts three D was coming out that he was uh he had a pretty good idea of how everything was gonna work and how it was gonna end. Uh, I think he had a good idea back then, but yeah, like you said, now it's all down to execution now what what are the specific means? How do we actually do it? Uh, I think he's getting to the particulars now, and obviously, execution is always a lot harder than you know just coming up with the initial idea. So yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up the news highlights. There are some other ones. So if you want to check out some of the interviews, they're available online. Uh, you know, Just a quick Google search and you'll find them. I think the biggest ones right now are the Dengeki interview and there's like a Femitsu interview or something like that. Just look around. They're not too hard to find. So moving into our second segment, our E3 discussion. Yay! Ooh. Yay! <laughs> so, uh, E3 2015 has come and passed. We have survived. I can't believe I survived. My feet are still connected to my body. I can't <laughs> believe it because for the past week, for the past week, I basically could not feel my feet. Not, not even, uh, not even joking. Like you walk that much at E3, but oh man, what, what an amazing adventure! Uh, for those that don't know, uh, both Churo and I went. This was my first E3, and it was just. An insane event so uh first churro i want you to maybe give us a quick explanation as to uh you know the sort of things that we were up to maybe give us a quick breakdown of what we were doing on day one uh i think it started how early <laughs> did it start for us like it was like um, really early that day like 8 a.m 9 a.m
1: let's see like we i went and got you from your hotel like i think it was this was tuesday 8 right this is Tuesday. Yeah, this is okay. Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tuesday.
0: So this is this is leaving out the whole part of flying into L.A. and then having oh my god, Ugh.
2: talk about leaving. Okay, it out let me do a, let me do a quick
0: explanation. <laughs> so apparently the hotel that I was staying at, there's two hotels in the same general vicinity that had the identical name. And the guy that was driving me from the airport, obviously, of course, he's going to take me to the one that I'm not supposed to be going to. And then I discovered Uber, and I used Uber, and literally two minutes later, there was a cute Asian girl in a car. She picked me up, and she took me to the Bright Hotel. It was the best thing ever. Let me just tell you. And he didn't get her number.
2: yeah i know right like how (laughs) dare you
0: look she was the first cute Asian girl i met in la give me some time no you should start just flirting right away yeah
1: come on well anyways
0: anyways it was if you guys are ever trapped in a very populated city and you don't really know where to go like i'm not sponsored by anybody
2: uber actually is really
0: great uber try uber it saved me like literally i just put in my location well my location came from my uh my gps on my phone but i put in where i wanted to go i checked with the lady at the front desk like hey is this the right place that should go like yeah and then i hit it and then literally two minutes later some girl pulls up in a car and is like hey are you brandon i'm like yep i'm like okay and she grabs my bag so she throws it in her trunk i get in and there i'm at my hotel it was perfect best best experience of the whole time i survived anyway that was my day zero <laughs> Churro, let's talk day
1: one. <laughs> I was uh, at home. Yeah, we, I'm just
2: saying that right now. I was at home. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I picked up uh, Brandon from his hotel, and um, I picked up another friend that I invited to E3. The two of us went to, you know, got there around like i was also like eight thirty, nine o'clock, right before uh, Nintendo started their yeah. press conference, and then eventually we we're one by one. We kept getting met up by everybody that I invited. I invited like a total of thirteen people to E3. And I think about eight or nine of them were there with us outside of the South Hall because the main plan was to get to Square Enix's booth after their doors opened. Yeah, And um, it was kind of nice for everybody to meet. You know, then we were joined by Ariel and Cecily from Kingdom Hearts Insider as well as Zephyr as well. And then two friends from Disney Examiner were also in line on the opposite side of the, the line where we're standing in. And it was just... I mean, this is my first time experiencing E3 with a huge, like, group of friends, and like, I've always, yeah. when, I've been going to E3 since 2011, and I've always been going with, well, 2011 was, like, the first time I ever went to E3, so I was kind of on my own, but starting 2012, I was actually always accompanied by Ariel and Cecily, and, um, and then, but then this year we are accompanied by a bigger group of, of Kingdom Hearts fans, as well as uh, inspiring voices. act I- an expiring voice actor named grant this guy is unbelievable and um then there's melanie there's Brittany, um then there's our, our our old friend david who's always been going to e3 too as well he's a nice guy so it was just all of us standing in line at the south hall waiting for it to begin and then um i uh cecily Ariel, myself left to go to um the press conference where square enix was we couldn't get in um not even as like a like a what was it called the wait list we couldn't couldn't get in through that it was completely booked and uh so we ended up watching square enix's uh press conference in line on brandon's tablet and um it was awesome. it was, it was awesome it was so right?
2: cool <laughs> yeah
0: well with our powers combined chiro had his uh because the Wi-Fi in the, in the hall was actually really hard to get. So. Well, you had to pay
1: for it, though. Oh, really? Yeah, you had to pay for it. That's it, it was so a lot weird. Of, yeah, it was a lot of crap. Yeah, it so. so it's already paid for a like, Leco.
0: Uh, Wi-Fi. I got my tablet out. We watched the Square Enix press conference. And it was really funny because right when it got up to the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer, we just all went nuts, absolutely ballistic. Everybody was <laughs> staring at us. You we, know, we were, were, we were
1: like, yelling, whooping, hollering, kicking yeah. things. We were just, uh, it was just so like awesome. everybody, just like focused their attention. I was like, "What's going on?" And like they were showing the uh, conferences, like there was like a little TV, like right at the front of the line, as yeah. well as no like one was
0: really paying attention though. Yeah, I think more people think were just going
1: in, just wanted to go in.
0: Yeah, I think because there was no audio, so no one could really hear it. But we we couldn't hear it either. But but the tra- watching the trailer was, awesome. was just
1: like the most important thing. But like yeah, after boy. the trailer was shown, we actually could like they they started to get uploaded to YouTube so we were like rewatching it, trying to listen in on the audio. <laughs> and wow. um just we re- the the gameplay just went ballistic. You know, at at this time right now I kinda wish that I actually recorded all of our reactions to actually throw amazing. in with all the live reactions. Just to see us like just Yelling the thing and, is we
0: didn't we didn't know we didn't know that there was going to be a trailer. So well, I, nobody else really knew to, think to do it. Yeah, can, no one knew.
1: So I basically, say. it would have been a good surprise, you know, reaction from everybody that was in our group for this thing.
2: No, did you know that what the biggest troll was was um, inviting someone that says in their title was part of the Kingdom Hearts project, but showed yeah. Final Fantasy first.
1: Yeah, they they uh, kind of messed yeah. up on that. I was
2: like really upset about that. Well. Um What was I doing Well like I I Vegged out on the couch And live streamed everything And like Messaged everyone Cause people were messaging me Throughout uh, yeah. the entire Trailer And they're like Are you freaking out And I'm like Everyone stop talking to me right now Cause I don't want to answer yeah, you Yeah stop talking And then I would yeah, watch exactly. And then I end up like I was I was happy And always Almost like Going to cry But my body Was shaking too Yeah It's a bad thing It's so awesome But um Yeah but yeah, I was like, yo, who's trolling us right now? I was so upset. Exactly. <laughs> I was so <laughs> angry.
0: Yeah, so that was, that was pretty much our morning of E3, and then we went around. Sad thing about E3 is that there's a lot of lines, so it's really hard to do anything. It's, it's, Final it's like that, like, anywhere,
1: bit. not just E3. Yeah, Comic-Con's that's, even... That's it, Comic-Con's, like, 20 con. times worse. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think in in total, throughout the entire... Like all of E3, I think I played maybe six, maybe seven games max. Like I barely played anything. It's the lines are too ridiculous. Basically, if you want to play anything, you go on the first like right early in the morning. And you go straight to the thing you want to do because that's really the only thing you're gonna play for
1: like the the bigger games like if you going to do like virtual reality Nintendo uh, yeah Microsoft Sony I,
0: I couldn't get anything virtual reality sadly it, like those lines are yeah those been too long like, crazy like we have our crazy. own con
2: here and like waiting in line mm. it depends on what it is right like I waited probably like yeah. an hour and a half just to play Halo it's worse like if it's a bigger place yeah. so. Yeah, it's that's funny because like me. when
1: I when I went to uh, um, play Black Ops Three, the line wasn't even that long. But when you look right across the thing, it's Destiny. You know, the Taking Kings DLC. That line's like extremely long. Like the really? last I heard, it was like a two. Yeah, it was Which a two-hour wait. That's just DLC. Yeah, it was a two-hour wait for it too.
0: That's weird. That is so weird. I don't understand that. <laughs> but yeah, that, so yeah, E three was nuts. Um, also, something that happened uh, on day one was the Square Enix present. Well, Square Enix Presents was going on throughout the uh, event. But specifically on day one, there was a special Kingdom Hearts spotlight. And if you guys were watching, you may have seen Churo and I yeah. on the stream. And
1: Brandon was, like, dead center of the camera. Yeah, Brandon yeah, just, like, body-took so over ba-
0: the
2: camera. It was hilarious.
1: So basically,
0: what had happened was... Uh, we were sort of waiting around the Square Enix booth because we knew uh, the spotlight was going to be coming up soon. And like five minutes before the spotlight, we sort of like walked towards the booth, but there was already a crowd there. And then someone was like, "Oh, you, you scoot, scoot in, so you guys, so you can all see." So I decided to take that as an invitation to push my way <laughs> through the entire crowd so I can go right to the front of the glass right in the middle so i can stare right at Nomura and Churo followed with me you guys so guys were so funny we were both at the front
2: <laughs> it was hilarious because on my end because i just stream everything and i'm like talking to people yeah. on skype and whatnot and uh yeah they were just like okay we're gonna start soon and then um actually like before anything started the waiting stuff like just any um any i guess like resting period time they would just show facts from like final fantasy and that was kind of cool to read yeah so then they appeared and they're like yeah we're gonna start soon because they were running a bit late and uh and they're like yeah we have like a lot of people outside and like like people say hi and then all you see is brandon's like full body on like half of the screen
1: and um, they see my face like poking out from like the back of him.
2: um No, that was the second one. The first one, all I could see was Brandon, and I was like, "Is that Brandon?" I have no idea who that was. And I messaged, they didn't didn't tell us they
0: turned the camera on us yet.
2: No, they like they're like just say hi, and then it just pans to you guys. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, and then I texted both, like I texted you guys, and I was like, I just, I think I just saw one of you, and then during the stream, um. I forget what part they were talking about. They're just like everyone wave, and then Brandon yeah. is like the happiest person waving I was that so I've happy. ever I seen. This is and then, funny because like, Cheryl just like pops out of nowhere behind him, and then I recognize some other people from like KHI and stuff. So I was like, "Oh, you guys are there. That's cool." I and really it's funny because I was
1: it. I was reading the reactions because like apparently there's like threads of this you know segment. All, like everywhere, and like yeah. all I see is, is that true? Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like, now you know, yeah. was, it like, is true. Wow.
2: It was him the entire time.
1: It was like, wow, it was oh, really like, wow, really everybody funny. knows what they look like now. So uh, cool,
0: <laughs> yeah. So basically, throughout the entirety of that like 45 minute thing, we were basically standing outside the glass staring at uh, both Tayasue and Tetsuya namura and uh yeah so that was really awesome and then it was kind of creepy uh, how you took pictures Knicks. of
2: them in their little glass yeah. box yeah, so
0: i was like <laughs> i was taking pictures of them inside but i was also taking uh selfies with them basically yeah. like reverse photo bombing <laughs> it so selfies funny. it was awesome like look they were close i know like, I, I get that i would have done that, the same thing as you have well to take advantage of that opportunity it's just
2: it's just so weird it's just yeah like i i have these guys on facebook so if you go on their facebook like just newsfeed is just like Hey look who All it these is crazy and i'm just shots like that we were doing <laughs> it was so funny.
0: Yeah. So that was that was day 1. Uh, day 2 we had some pretty crazy surprises. Um, I know Chiro got like Chiro got like a text from uh, some people at Square Enix saying, "Hey, we have a surprise for you. Come meet with us." And we found out that day that we would be on the next day, on the last day of E3 that we would have a chance to meet with Tetsuya Nomura. And interview him uh, apparently he saw us during the stream and wanted to talk with us and give us some time that's to amazing. have a chat with him that's so yeah cool. yeah it was pretty nuts and um actually during uh the second day we actually uh we actually saw taiya sue and actually got to have a chance to just talk to him on the show floor just completely informally and that was so exciting because like of all the people I wanted to talk to, as much as I did want to talk to Tetsuya Nomura, Tatsuya was like like number 1 for me personally just cuz, you know, I want to get into game development and I got to give him my business card and I was talking to him about how I'd been working in Unreal Engine 4 and how I'm excited that, you know, Kingdom Hearts is using Unreal Engine and talking about how much I love it and we were talking for a little bit and it was so such an awesome experience. And, it was a funny
1: uh, funny way of meeting him though. Uh, oh yeah, because yeah, uh, he walks. Around. He <laughs> he walks out of the booth, like from behind where the press area is. He sees all You're of us, like, waves and like shakes. You know, handshake him, but then he's all like, "Well, I have to go to the bathroom." <laughs> so. Oh so, yeah, yeah. So he leaves, and then like we're still there talking with everybody, you know. And um, he comes right back to where we were, and like he was kind enough to actually, you know, stand around, chat with us, take photos with us. You know, he was really really nice he's about it cool really you know that's that's what i love about meeting Yasui. like this is my third time meeting Yasui. first was 2012 e3 then last year's e3 and then like every single time he's always wanted to come chat with us for a little bit even take a photo so Yusui is really a nice guy to meet yeah,
0: very personable and on, honest honestly like the i mean just to it's really obvious, but the easiest thing is, you know, he speaks fluent English, so it's really easy to talk to him, obviously. No need for a translator. So. Someone told me he's Canadian. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a Canadian guy. Yeah, uh, represent I think he, Canada. I think, he's, I think he's from Toronto. I think he's a Toronto native and that um, later uh, moved to Japan and uh, is now working at the Osaka studio uh, for Square Enix. Uh, I think he's business division three for them. So. Okay, wow. Yeah that must have pretty, been like a dream come crazy. true for you brandon uh, yeah it was a dream come true for me i was so excited to give him my card and talk to him and he's like oh so you're an artist I'm like yep pretty much <laughs> that was, that was really awesome. i was
2: really jealous for you guys but i was also really happy just because oh, yeah, like yeah. it's just like I, all these opportunities just they just come by and you have to take was, them right
1: like i was more happy for everybody like i said they, like so we had a big group there especially the the people I invited, um, mm-hmm. they got to meet Yusui, They got to have pictures with them. You know, I think I was more happier for them, because like I said, yeah. you know, I've already done this already, and um, for me it was just to see them, be able to meet them, especially, you know, the ones that are trying to get, you know, into, into the, the industry, yeah. like Brandon and then my 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 other friend Grant. Um, it was kind of nice of them to actually get their names out, you know, and mm-hmm. out of out That's there, so awesome. and so I'm glad it worked out for like every single person that was there with us. So I'm really happy for them. So I can be more proud and everything.
2: Yeah, definitely. You're a good Papa Another Bear. Thing, That's what you are.
0: Yeah, I definitely. am Papa Bear. <laughs> such, a, such a good Papa Bear. <laughs> Another thing that happened out that day uh was that we so on that day we actually got to meet uh Dan Seto uh who if you guys listen to the Final Fantasy Union podcast and have been keeping up with uh their Final Fantasy Type Zero interviews. He's the community manager for Square Enix. Uh, well, uh, isn't he community manager for all of Square Enix now?
1: He's uh, well. His, he's uh, his, his business card says uh, Square Enix Japan community manager. Yeah, but he's also he's also lives in Europe. So basically, he kind of yeah. does community management for Europe and Japan. Oh, he must be yeah, like a so. community
2: developer then, because it's more of like a managerial position, I guess. Because then you'll have community yeah. m- managers within that within each like district or guess or section.
0: Yeah, I think with Square Next now, I think it's pretty much Dan now. Yeah, like
1: because because uh, unfortunately Square Enix America does not have a community manager at this time. Anymore, you know. yeah.
2: I think Montreal yeah, so, may have because I saw so- yeah, they have they, they had a they had a position open there I was going to apply, but it was not at a school yet. So <laughs> Not doing that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, so we got to meet Dan, and uh, we had you know lovely chat with him. We also had a. We
1: also were interviewed by him too.
0: Yeah. So we don't know if this will come out. Uh, it was kind of. It wasn't exactly clear, but we'll. Fo- well, if we find out, we'll let you know. But yeah, basically, uh, all the people that were there repping Kingdom Hearts. Uh, we got interviewed by Dan, and from what we understand. Uh, the interview, so it was a video interview, it might be used... So it will definitely at least be used internally to uh, let the Kingdom Hearts staff know what the uh, fan reaction is to all the announcements made at E3. But it could also, potentially, if it gets cleared, also be used as a part of uh, you know Kingdom Hearts marketing. So you might be able to see it uh, through Square Enix social media. But um, at the very least, we know that our thoughts... Uh, are going to be reaching the uh, Kingdom Hearts staff in Osaka, so that's super awesome. So they'll be able to hear what we think about the trailer. Uh, I know personally I said uh, when when he asked, um, I know one of the questions was, uh, what are you most excited for? What do you want most out of Kingdom Hearts 3? And I said my number one thing, the number one thing I want most is resolution. Some some sort of completeness because we've been playing these games for 13 years, and uh, I love the series, and as and I do, uh, I'm I'm excited for the future and for uh, future titles in the Kingdom Hearts series. But I want more than anything to have some resolution and some closure for the Xehanort Saga and to finally wrap up this series and this conflict that we've been having for the past 13 years. So that was that was my number one thing. I want closure. <laughs> Charity, you remember what your number one thing was?
1: I just wanted to see the ending. <laughs> I just want the ending. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess we that both, both kinda want the same thing. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, I, I, like I said, thing. like I wasn't like mentally prepared for these questions 'cause like he kinda told me like on the right spot. before he hit record. Like on the spot. Yeah. So like I didn't have time to mentally prepare for anything. So it's just like the first thing, because like I said, like just like with Brandon's answer, it's like I just want a resolution. I want to see an ending. I want to see how this this uh, saga ends, you know, and how exactly. will it be set up for the next, you know, saga?
0: Yeah, because so far all we've been getting in this series has been mostly more mysteries. Every new game adds more mysteries. and confusion. I want answers, yes, <laughs> confusion. I want answers as much as <laughs> I, as much as I do love mysteries. Uh, given that this is the last, you know, the last game in the title, I want some answers. And not only
1: that, you guys had the most time to really think of answers because i was actually yeah. i was actually picked by everybody else to go first so yeah we basically forced her oh go my first, gosh
2: cause... you guys are
1: awful yeah. <laughs> so like so like mine's probably like the shortest recording well, went, out of everybody
0: I went, I went second so yeah but
2: you time well, to prepare while, while he was time. talking He just kind of like on the time. spot
1: yeah like for yeah. me it was everything was on the spot and like i had to like mine mine was i look stuttering nervous Aww. and like dan oh, dan's okay. all like Don't calm worry. down you know just Breathe, oh. relax, just relax. was telling. And they had a camera crew
2: there too, right? Just because they had. No, to... it's just, no. It was his own
1: camera. It was just Dan. And oh, then, like, okay. And then he was doing everything. And then when I was taking pictures, of the Square Enix staff, you know, went and took pictures of me as I was doing my interview. And then you like, look good in the picture. What?
0: You look good in the picture. I know like, I did. I, I liked it. I liked the way it turned out. And okay. also at all <laughs> the same
1: time, I got everybody else that was there watching me. Do my Come recording? On, Chiro, I'm like we well, you I we start was really gonna uh, to to that, that like that did not, really not sure help me at do all because like when everybody else was recording, everybody else was like just like talking within amongst themselves and stuff. But like when I was doing my recording, everybody's like all staring at me as I'm just like recording, yeah. just like doing, watching you like doing a my hawk. Answers.
2: It's like you better say yeah. the right things like, Chiro, to, oh, you're, like, you're gonna mess up for all of us.
1: It's like way to make my recording a lot more nervous than I already am.
0: Exactly. So I think that pretty much wraps up day two and day three. Yeah. I honestly felt day three was more of a chill day, but let's talk about the, you know, the big event of day three. So, like we said before, day two, we found out that we would have the opportunity to interview Tetsuya Nomura. So, on day three, uh, this was actually I wouldn't, I wouldn't really call it an interview.
1: It's more a meet and greet It was a sit
0: down chat, but we did end up interviewing him, so.
2: Yeah, some questions. Uh, yeah,
0: if you guys want to see our questions that we asked, if you go to KingdomHeartsUnion.com, uh, there is a... Uh, Roundtable chat interview uh, that we did with uh, all the fan sites that were present, uh, so you can check that out. But uh, let's just talk about what it was like uh,
2: meeting them. So, did you guys? Did you guys all come up with questions, or just not, just mostly?
1: The they, 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 I mean, a lot of them had like thought of questions beforehand, but like yeah. the general thing was like they allowed each one person and to ask one question just to give everybody a fair chance because yeah. usually yeah. when you do interviews you're limited to like what between 5 and 10 questions the most interviews yeah. I've seen were like between 5 and 10 since there were yeah. 7 of us in the room that's one of each is pretty much a that's, whole that's, and interview that's pretty
2: session. fair too right like that's, that's, yeah. that's good so do you yeah. guys collaborate like the night before trying to figure out or no
0: you guys... we, we did it like right, more like, like they... the hour before because oh, really? we that's were... when we found out we could ask questions yeah because like oh. uh, well because
1: because uh <laughs> We're waiting outside the booth. We were talking to each other about our questions, and then once they yeah. brought us into the press area, we were discussing with the the Square Enix reps that were going to be in there with with us about what you know we can ask and what we can't ask. And then so then we just went around real quick and just shared our questions with each other to make sure we're not going to ask the same, same questions. questions. Yeah, and that's then,
2: that's smart. And they and so they have to approve your questions it. too, right? or what do they have to uh, your questions
0: we, we sort of like we sort of ran them by uh square Enix uh before so they they sort of had an idea of the sort of things we would be asking and okay. honestly if we asked anything that wasn't cool then no more it just wouldn't answer yeah ask. Would
2: it'd be like rather than just
1: waste something. a question like that you know
2: okay yeah
1: but like no like we for for really good about that sort of thing like and being me i had never really thought of a question until like the last second <laughs> and mine and mine wasn't more mine wasn't even focused on Kingdom Hearts 3 it's more of a general question for Nomura like because like for me like whenever I see him I'm always asking him how he's feeling you know and all that how is he doing how is he enjoying himself at the show like I did that when I was at uh when I met him at Comic Con like I asked him how he enjoying Comic Con when I interviewed him at the Kingdom Hearts 2.5 HD launch I asked him the same thing I asked how he was doing how was his flight over here so it's kind of nice to get like That's a like, very polite
2: that... thing for you to do too. Yeah, like it's, it's a very it's nice s- it's, it's, it's a smart move in a way, but also like it's a genuinely polite way. Like just Plus also like it also is like a
1: you. it also starts the flow of the questions yeah. by asking them something. It makes them feel
2: more relaxed and kinda like people kinda bombarding questions in in a type of way. Yeah. Like you're kinda trying to have more of like a casual, friendly talk. And that's how interviews should mostly work with like you kinda wanna be like
1: Break the ice. Yeah,
2: break the ice. Like you don't want to just start off with like, so one Kingdom Hearts three coming out. Like, yeah. Also, no. What kind it
1: actually didn't work that way because I was kind of nervous to go first. So Brandon broke the ice. <laughs> yeah, <I> went first. <laughs> yeah, what did you ask? So, like, I forgot.
0: Did I? I think I asked. I think I asked about magic, like how magic was evolving or something like that. Okay. So, yeah. How did you guys bad. record, it was, it was, though? Was...
2: Did you guys video record or did you guys cut kinda... up? No, we couldn't record
1: We weren't anything. allowed to
0: do any recording. Basically, after the interview, we basically were just like, wait, what did we ask? Oh, yeah, we asked this question and this question and this question. Oh, what was his answer? Oh, and we basically just compiled it right oh. after. Yeah, because uh, well, yeah, what happened was uh,
1: Brendan, like, because the big group, all of us went to dinner afterwards, except for Brendan, who had a you know, go back to, um, the airport for his flight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. so when we had dinner, we actually, um, our, one of our friends, Alex, who was there with us, he represents Kingdom Hearts Destiny, a French, uh, Kingdom Hearts site. Right. We all, he hit record on his phone. We all took like just one giant voice, like discussion about what was said, what was his answers. And then after that, we kind of comp- compiled it in a Google doc. And then once we kind of went over it and made sure everything was correct and pretty much we posted it everywhere. So we actually had a discussion about what was asked and all that.
2: Were you guys able to fully quote what he said, though?
1: Probably uh, not, but no. at least at least if we can get at least I would say at least ninety percent of what he was you know what his answers were. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't
0: we ha- we had no way to record it. I mean, we didn't have well, and I guess we could have like had someone write
1: it down, but it's like yeah, it's it's hard to write down things. Cause yeah, it's yeah, just
2: because someone can talk really fast, right? And like you have to try to and no
1: more, is no really shy too. So it's like plus with the translator too, it's hard to go back and forth with a the translator there too. Because that's one of the things I fig- I noticed when I uh, was interviewing him at the two point five launch. Was that, you know, like all his answers were quick and then the the translator would, re- you know, so it's like I didn't want to keep asking tomorrow to repeat himself. So it's like it's kind of like you got to get it on like on the first or second go as you're writing yeah. it down.
0: And on top of that, if you know, if you have to keep going back and forth with the translator, you're going to be wasting time. And honestly, the we, time we, we, we didn't have, have with the time we had with him was literally the last. Like the comf- the conference was closing. This this was his last meeting. Oh. So like, like
1: basically it was like uh, the event closed at five. Like the the main hall, and then we were there yeah. at four thirty. So we only had like thirty minutes. But fortunately, we were able to stay like past five, like till like five, yeah. almost five thirty. We're in there. That's good.
2: <laughs> yeah. So like at least you was, guys got like really had that awesome. right. Like that's like yeah. That's really good, and it's really nice Absolutely. to see directors really taking the time to like reach out to. The cage
1: community. I, I was I was surprised, but I'm also, at the same time, I'm really happy that namara wanted to do that because yeah. um, it's kind of nice how he, the more he's been going out of his way to go visit these places like Comic-Con last year, New York Comic-Con, uh, the launch event, you know, it's because it seems like he's slowly opening himself up to us, which is, you know, you know, like the best thing for us, you know, fans, you know, to see because, you know, a lot of fans want to meet him. A lot of fans want to get to see him, get to talk to him. You know, so it's kind of nice for him to actually do this for, for us. You know, absolutely. Yeah, he's
0: definitely he's opening a lot up a lot more. You know, he's he's uh he's not as closed off as we you know remember him being in, in like the past. He's definitely a lot more open, a lot more willing to talk with fans. He's still you know he's still no more. He's still a little bit shy, and you know you know you gotta you know treat him with care. But like he's still you know he he wants to open up more with the fans, and that's really awesome. And it was such an awesome experience. Meeting him and uh, you know getting to talk with him. Uh, the room was hot, but <laughs> <laughs> it was still a good yeah. Good those experience. those
1: like it's like like if you ever get to, to do more interviews at E3, you're going to yeah. be in a lot of those rooms. Let me tell you, the yeah. first E3 Bring a fan. I went to was was nothing but meetings because I had really literally nothing to do since there was no Kingdom Hearts in 2011. I yeah. was doing interviews for a friend who runs a site, and every meeting I went to had, like, it was, like, stuffy. It was, like, almost, like, felt like a sauna, you know? It's just so hot in the room. So when I went into that room, I was just like, oh, my God, I just don't want to be in here Aww. much as so I want to. It's all, like, no windows. Like, there's, like, a little vent for air to come in, but, like, that doesn't really help.
0: Yeah, exactly. The thing that I thought was the, cute- <laughs> the cutest thing that I remember from it was that when we got in there, uh, passed to the press area for Square Enix, and I just see this door, and it has the words Kingdom Hearts written on it. I was like, oh,
1: yes, we're here,
0: <laughs> finally. There's a there's a door with with my name on it. It's got Kingdom Hearts on it. i, I got to get in
1: there. It was, it was yeah, so it's, cool. it's always nice for them to actually separate each little room for whoever yeah, you're talking definitely. about. I, di- I did feel a little bit sorry for Nomura, apart from
0: it also being very hot. It was also kind of a strange setup, just to give you guys a little bit of a visual. So we had this square table, right? And then Nomura's sitting behind the table in the center. And then all the Kingdom Hearts fansite people, and there's like, you know, maybe like nine of us total? Seven. All, st- well, seven of us, all standing around the table. So he's sitting. Wait, there's no we're chairs? standing around. Th- there were chairs, but not enough. So yeah. oh. we all had to stand around, and it was hot. So... <laughs> It was like oh man, poor Namora. It was like it was a it was a tough, tough, uh tough situation and I felt like we were being very imposing, like, standing yeah, around just him. Just standing like, around and him sitting. and then like
1: then we then we did the introductions and then poor uh, one of the dudes from Disney Examiner actually said accidentally said he was from Kingdom Hearts Insider. And um, oh, yeah. I was like, Man, I was I was like standing right next to him when he said it and I was like put my hand on his shoulder, and I'm like, That's okay dude. It's okay. Just, just calm down, just <laughs> yeah. breathe, dude. Breathe. So it it was good because we got a lot of you know doing the introductions was of each other was a good thing got a lot of laughs because when I I was a lot la- Brandon was the first to introduce himself and then I was the last one to do it and um, when it got to me I was kind of like I told him what fan site I was there for and what else did I do for the community and then then I said oh I met you at you know Comic Con last year as well as 215. and then all of a sudden Omar says yeah I recognized you
2: oh.
0: Yeah, That's sweet.
1: That was super awesome that he remembered. Which got a got a big laugh from everybody because it's kind of like, yeah. how do you not forget this face? You know, exactly, exactly. I think you
2: got to him so, too, yeah. just because you like see him so often, and like he now knows who oh, you yeah. are too, which is yeah.
1: super great. It just shows my dedication to Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know when, like I said, you want to believe how like happy I was when I met him at Comic Con last year, and like. When it's, the Square next Enix staffer, you kind of like making fun of me because of it because it's like oh you finally met Nomura but you just didn't have much to say to him I'm like oh, <laughs> I was like I'm starstruck you know it's it's still like that even though I've met Nomura so many times <laughs> yeah. now I met it's Namor, different each time uh,
2: yeah it's like a whole new experience when you go see I like mean them. i met
1: Nomura six times already and it's like each time I get more confident to be around in his presence you know so it's you yeah, know he's it's a super next cool next thing guy. you get yeah. is uh, a high five you know high five in <laughs> and we we'll got to share We coffee. got to shake
0: his hand, actually. Mm-hmm. Did you not wash the so hand now? Was,
2: Is that what's happening?
0: Um, no, I, I definitely had to <laughs> wash it. I had to wash my hand, too. Because <laughs> to of my job, hands, I sadly. have to wash it. Yeah, you got to wash your hands. But yeah, uh, we also, not that you guys have seen it yet, but we also did get to take photos with Nomura. Um, we, we got to take a group photo, actually, and that's that's the one we're hoping that we'll get to see, because we, we got to take personal photos, but those we're not allowed to release. But we do have... Oh, really? Have, you were not allowed uh, to release them? No, no, those are more for personal, but we did take a group photo and that one might get cleared. So uh, if you just keep your eyes on Square Enix uh, social media, if you get to see a big group of Kingdom Hearts fans uh, standing with Nomura, uh, that'll be us. And I got to stand next to Nomura. Wow. That was awesome. Yeah, you Again, kind of I'm, took my spot. I'm always, yeah, okay, I'm always imposing myself because, like, hey, man, I'm not in California that often. So if I make a bad impression, I, worry, I, I, I don't have to come I, back. I sat in one of the
1: chairs and, like, directly in front of him. Kind of, like, in the center yeah, so where he cool. was. You
0: guys
2: are
1: funny. I, I
0: basically like, you know what? I'm I'm standing right here. I'm going to go stand next to Mo- Nomura. Y'all.
1: Because I didn't want to go around the left yeah. side of the table where all the, the scoring staff was. But they're right. like, Arturo, come this way. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got I've got no shame.
0: Look, if if this is the last no time I see you. him, I'm gonna make sure it's gonna be the best time I see him. So, so yeah, that pretty much wraps up our E3. It was such an amazing event. I mean, and there was so much else that we did. Like, for example, I danced with Teddy.
1: Or oh, did Persona you? For, yes, Aww. I danced with Teddy. It was for a shirt too. We had a. It was for a, for shirt, a shirt. I got my yeah, yeah i want to see okay. 5. you
2: have to show me that i got a
0: persona but i got a persona five bag Aww. i got like it was so many amazing events at e3 uh we went to distant worlds uh and then on top of that it was so much fun hanging out with all our friends there all the people that i met there like everybody was so amazing so nice and, okay you know, it made my first trip to e3 <laughs> to california very special and I couldn't imagine doing it any other way than with friends. I know, Churro, this was your first time. And, I mean, at times it was like herding cats because we were like this giant mass of this people. Giant horde of fans trying to move around E3. And yeah, it we move like a few feet. We'd lose one. <laughs> We'd lose some people. Aww. It was funny. But, it was, oh, man, it was so much fun. Best part of tra- E3? I wouldn't trade it for anything.
2: Best part of E3, each of you.
0: Oh, man, that's... that's uh, yeah, it, honestly, best part of E3, I would say, like, it, it's so hard to rank things, but I would say best part was that I got to hang out with all, all these great people, all these Aww. new friends that i made. made. Uh, best, like, individual event, like, thing that no one else can do, probably, definitely meeting both Tayasue and Morasan, and especially with my meeting with Tayasue, actually getting to talk to him for, like, a good solid minute about the stuff that I do. That was a really amazing experience because I never thought in a million years... Like, honestly, when I saw both of them at Square Enix Presents, I thought that was the last I was going to see of them. And the fact that I saw them uh, on the next two days and got to uh, meet with them in a format that no one else can, like, you, that's that's amazing. Like well, that's... Just the thought that most of the people that I was at the event with that would have wanted to see that and wanted to be a part of that, that... I, I was getting to experience something that was unique and exclusive, and this was my first E3 ever. Like, that just blew my mind. It's still hitting me that it, I got to do that's that That's
1: why I was saying, you know, don't ever assume something. You know, that's the one yeah. thing I learned while doing this, when I got uh more familiar with scranix, you know, I've made a ton of friends at Scranix only because I kept meeting I kept going to their events, I kept talking to the staff yeah, and absolutely. and it's amazing absolutely. how these people are so nice, you know, they say hi to me, they joke around with me, you know, and then I've always learned to never really assume that that you can't, you know, it's eventually, you know, it'll come together eventually. It's you just don't give up on it and that's one of the things i always tell everybody when i was telling them it's like don't assume it's over it's not over till the till the event closes right yeah so anything can happen eventually yeah eventually we got to do what you know so very few people few people can do and it was such an honor for uh nomora and square Enix to put this together for us you know it's such an amazing thing you know and I have to really give them a big thank you for that because, you know, we work yeah, thank
0: hard. Thank you, Thank you. You're so awesome. I thank wish I could you. meet thank you. Thank you for being hopefully accommodating. Next year. Yeah, hopefully next year we can all go, go together. Yeah, as so. a whole group. We would, he would awesome. do
2: a walk-in podcast. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, That'd be funny. yeah. We were we were thinking of doing it, but man, it is so hard to do anything at E three. No, it's loud. Like <laughs> it's everything so hard. is like it's all, loud. All the screens it's... are
2: playing like all different things. It just Ugh. becomes like a
0: you're, weird you're noise. You're tired. Your feet are falling off. It's it's uh it's an event. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> and, I and you meet like you guys. lack of sleep too,
1: because you're because you're lack getting of sleep. Lonely. Yeah.
2: Uh, you
0: guys just uh, drink I, lots I think...
2: of coffee. What's wrong with you?
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we I think we said it best uh, on the last podcast. You can prepare for E3 all you want, but nothing you do will will prepare you for what will happen there. Like prepare all you want, but you won't be ready. That's that's all I can say. That's that's like. The and best coffee thing. doesn't help
1: because the lines to get coffee is very long. Uh, guys, go yeah, to like 7-Eleven and buy like Red Bulls
2: and or energy drinks and just chug. I head. have
1: energy drinks, but but it still doesn't matter because you know when you go out, so when you walk in, in between the. Uh, the west hall and the south hall there's like food trucks you're in the hot sun you start oh, yeah. jittering it's, it's you, rough, that's the last yeah. thing you want to do is to have so much energy that you start jittering because you're not going to feel good you're going to get a headache yeah, and I guess so. you just have to it's learn rough. to adapt without it
0: but yeah so that was e3 2015 couldn't I, I didn't even know that i was going last episode and then you know two weeks after the episode i was you know getting ready and yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Such an amazing experience. If you ever have the opportunity to go to E3, definitely do so. It was super awesome. So uh, I think that pretty much wraps up our show. We'll cover questions next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the music of this episode, I thought it was perfectly appropriate to have a remix or a metal special metal cover of Rage Awakened, which is the uh, battle theme that you uh, fight The Lingering Will and Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix during. uh, So that's the music that plays there. It's also the music that plays during the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer that showed at E3. So uh, this is a super awesome cover. If you want to check out the YouTuber that did it, this is done by Brian Noel. And he's super awesome. So go give him some Kingdom Hearts Union love. Anyway, uh, our next episode of Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 20th of July. Wow, two days after my birthday. Yeah, pretty much. So we'll be... uh, We'll probably be celebrating around your birthday when we record it. Yay. And uh, as a reminder, you guys can subscribe to the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union podcast on iTunes. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one.
1: Yay. Yay.
0: And, of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com,
1: YouTube.com, slash
0: KHUnionVids, or...
1: Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania. Ultimania. Alrighty. And uh, as a reminder, you
0: guys can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Union. And if you have any questions, please send them to KHUQuestions at gmail.com. All right, guys. It's our goodbye time. No. Say goodbyes.
1: I mean, I didn't want to say goodbye at E3. You know, that was... I know. It was those one times. of those things you just don't want to say goodbye to, you know. It's just wishing he can go keep going on and on and on and start a petition to make e3 the whole week
2: <laughs> i really e3 wish i could have forever. gone and meet you guys because that's that would have been so much fun
1: Aww. talking I for you guys for
2: like over a year and a half or so i didn't even
1: know that this this the way it played out the way it did like i didn't even know it was going to happen this yeah. way that was the thing yeah
2: hopefully it'll be like that yeah. next year because guys i will i will ship myself to you guys like <laughs> like i will just mail myself Put air holes in there. One of you guys has to just come collect me. That's all. Yeah. I'm glad all you guys right, have so, so much say fun. Goodbyes. Say goodbye. Bye.
1: Uh, Bye. All right. Bye guys. Bye. It was nice uh, being able to tell us our exp- E3 experiences to you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.